thanks to our father, the Apostle General, the Reverend Sam Crunchy Anchor. You can do it better than you are doing. Like Pastor Papa said, you want me to have a problem with you this morning. Let us celebrate the Papa. Apostle General with a club and a shot and a standing ovation. It is by his obedience that you and I, we are here. And they say behind every successful man, is it beside, beside or behind? Behind. Oh, why not beside? In front. Okay. All the four cardinals. The north, the south, the east, and the west. Behind, beside, in front, beneath, wherever. Every successful man is a woman. Let us celebrate the woman of God. Reverend Mrs. Rita Kranchianka with a soul. I remember very well, two years ago, the last sermon that the president preached was titled, Excuse me, please. I have an excuse. <laughs> Some people were not there, so they don't remember. And they don't know. Let me see. And last year, yes, last year, okay. The sermon, the last sermon that the president at then, Jonathan Mesa, preached was titled, There is Nothing New Under the Sun. You remember very well. God bless you. And today, which happens to be my last lot of preaching as the president of the ministry, God has given me a word which is titled, I am not dead yet. Clap your hands and say, I am not dead yet. You are not dead. By the time we get into the middle of the sermon, you will be clapping with your legs. Clap your hands and say, I am not dead yet. Amen. Let's quickly open to the book of Luke chapter number 10. First of all, let's read uh, Ecclesiastes chapter number 9 verse 4. Okay. And I read. Anyone who is among the living has hope. Even a live dog is better than a dead lion. Anyone who is among the living has hope. Even a live dog is better than a dead lion. Luke chapter number 10, verse 29. And I read. Let's read from verse 27. Okay, from 26 rather. What is written, let me take it from 25, sorry. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to, Jesus, to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? 26, what is written in the law? He replied, that is Jesus. How do you read it, 27, he answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. 28, you have answered correctly, Jesus replied, do this and you will live. 29, 
But he wanted to justify himself. So he, he went further and then he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Ask your neighbor, who is my neighbor? <laughs> I said, ask your neighbor, who is my neighbor? Verse 30. In reply, Jesus said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, someone say a Samaritan. I need your response. Say a Samaritan. As he traveled, came where the man was. And when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn and took care of him. We know this story from the beginning to the end. Amen. Let me ask you two simple questions. Supposing you need an earpiece to listen to music. And then I give you one earpiece. I give you an earpiece, let me say. One side working, one side not working. Will you take it or you will not take it? <laughs> let, if you want to answer, let me see your hand. Don't worry. It's not a classroom though, but if he's teaching, you can. If you want to answer, let me see your hand. Oh, so nobody wants to answer. Let me hear you. Will you take it? Right. Will you take it? Yes. You will take it. Okay. So, you will take it if I give you an earpiece. One side working, one side not working. Now, let me ask you this one also. If you need an animal for security in your house, and then I give you, I present to you a wounded lion and a very strong and healthy dog, which of them are you going to take? <laughs> yes. Which one are you going to take? A wounded lion. <laughs> Is it because it's a lion? All right. Let's proceed. I said that the message is titled, I am not dead yet. Now, there is one thing that we need to know as Christians. That no matter whatever happens, or no matter the situation in life, there is still hope. Do you agree to that? No matter how broke you can be, no matter how wounded you can be, no matter how hurt you can be, there is still hope. Because as far as you have a life, you are not dead yet. And so there is still hope. Now, this story that I just read is about this man who was going from Jerusalem to Jericho, who was going to do something at Jericho, Bible didn't say it. Whether he was going to do a business, whether he was going to do whatever, whether he was going to see his wife, whether he was going to see his children, 
it wasn't stated. But it says that on his way going, he fell into armed robbers, thieves. And they stripped him of his garment and they beat him and wounded him mercilessly. Now when they saw that the man was dead, they said, okay, now we are done with him. So let us go. In these days of our life as Christians, when we fall into a situation, or when your neighbor falls into a situation, what do you do? What kind of response do you give to the person? Oh, I know that when something happens to someone, then we begin stating all forms of hypothesis, putting together all forms of hypocrisy, saying all sorts of things that the Spirit has not revealed unto us, but we are saying them. Then you will say that, eh, I'll be you now of late, you have not been praying. I'll be you now of late, you have not been fasting. Oh, but I know that as for you of late, you have been doing this, you have been doing that. Christians of these days, that is one thing about us, or that is one thing that is found about us of these days. We are always found criticizing our neighbors. And so I believe very well that if this thing that happened was to be in these days, like you see, if the man is to get to the house, you will hear all forms of things that, will be, that, that people will be saying. And Senna O'Connor, I told you that wear this, do this, don't take so much money, blah, 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 all sorts of things, all sorts of things, all sorts of things. And we would have criticized the man. But I pray that that spirit of hypocrisy that is found in Christianity of these days will never be our portion. I said I pray that that spirit of hypocrisy, that spirit that makes us criticize our neighbors, that spirit that makes us criticize our friends, that when they fall into a situation or when that something happens, we do not accept them and we do not show them love. May that spirit be taken out of us in the name of Jesus. Clap your hands and say, I clear off. Clap your hands and say, I shake off any spirit of hypocrisy in the name of Jesus. This man was on his way. You see, he was on his way going about his destiny. Because if you are a businessman, it is normal that every now and then you should either be traveling to do something. If you are a chorister, it is normal or it is expected of you that every Saturday you must show up for choir rehearsals. If you are an intercessor, it is expected of you that every Saturday you must show up at Pajo for prayer. And so he was on his way doing or going about his destiny, that which he is found doing every now and then. And Bible said that what? He fell into thieves. Sometimes on our way or on the path, doing that which we are supposed to do as Christians, doing that which we are supposed to do as God has given us, a certain trouble or calamity befalls us. 
a certain thing or a certain issue, something that has not been planned, something that has not been seen, happens to us. But I have one question. That when it happens to you, how do you carry yourself? Or when it happens to you, how does your neighbor receive you? Or what does your neighbor do to you? This man was on his way, going about that which he is always doing. And he fell amongst thieves. It wasn't intentional. He didn't know about it. Because if he knew that there were going to be thieves on the way, he wouldn't have taken that route. Likewise, we Christians. Sometimes because we do not know certain things that will happen to us, we just take the route. And then we just go. The decision, or we make the decision, and then we go about doing it. Or carrying it. Or pursuing it. Or fulfilling it. But sometimes, certain things do happen to us. Amen. Amen. We are progressing gradually. So as I said, he fell amongst thieves. Which wasn't intentional. Which wasn't something that he knew about. Now, I have a question. They said that they stripped him of his garments. So my question is that, why his garments? Why is it that they didn't take anything from him, but they took his garments? Because if robbers are to meet someone on the way, would they take his garments? No. Whom have you heard telling you that he met armed robbers on the way, and they took his clothes? Because robbers or thieves, when they come, they don't come for clothes. They come for either money or they come for something else. But Bible says that they took, they stripped him of his garment. Now it is telling us something. You see, in the olden days, the garment was being worn to give an identity. So, in these days, when you come to the church and you see someone putting on a cassock, it should tell you that the person is what? A pastor. If you come to a church and they are about to have a wedding ceremony and you see, okay, let me, let me take this one. If you go to a church and you see someone wearing a gabot, it should tell you that the person is a chorister. And so this man was putting on a certain garment which gave him a certain or a peculiar identity. Which garment are you wearing? Now, uh, the garment can represent the ministry in which we are operating. The garment can represent the gifting or the calling that has been given to us. And they stripped him of his garment. I don't know which enemy or which devil has stripped you of your garments. I don't know who, who, who has done anything evil to cause you not to operate in the ministry that you have been given. And I don't know anyone who has done anything evil to, to prevent you from performing and operating in the calling that you have been given. 
But Bible said that this man was stripped of his garment and they tore his garment into pieces and they tore his garment into pieces. I pray that this morning by, by, by the end of this service and I pray that this morning by the time that we zoom into prayer, any garment that the devil has stripped of us, uh, the Lord amend our garment for us. Uh, I pray this morning that any garment uh, that any enemy or any devil uh, has stolen or has taken away from us, uh, the Lord amend our garment. Clap your hands and say, I, I receive a restoration. They stripped him of his garments. They took away his ministry. They took away his identity. The Lord has given you a certain gifting. The Lord has given you a certain mandate that you are supposed to operate in. Yours, some people's own is to prophesy. Some people's own is to see. Some people's own is to dive into the world and give clearer and revelational exposition about the word. But here comes the question. What are we doing about it? You have allowed yourself for the devil to strip you off your garments. You have allowed yourself for the enemy to strip you off your identity. But clap your hands and say, it will never happen again. Clap your hands and say, it will never happen again. Amen. They took his garment. They took his identity. They stripped it off. They tore it into pieces. So as I said, a garment is an apparel, it's a clothing that is being worn to show or indicate a person's identity. Or it is to help us distinguish between people. So you can see someone to be a pastor. That is his identity. That is his calling. That is his, his garment. You can see someone to be a prophet. You can see someone to be a teacher. You can see someone to be an evangelist. You can see someone to be a singer, a worshiper. You can see someone to be a financier. That is the identity. But it was stripped off him. It was taken off. It was taken away. And then, whilst I was reading this, I was asking myself this question. That in the book of Matthew chapter number 9 verse 20, Bible said that the woman who had been bleeding for years, when he saw Jesus passing, he touched the hem of his garment. So I asked myself that, what type of garment was Jesus wearing at that time? That made the woman, or that caused the woman to go and then touch it. What type? What kind of garment? Because Jesus was in a garment. Jesus was in an identity. Jesus was, was in his elements. Amen? Amen? Am I blessing someone? So that is the question I asked. That what kind of garment was Jesus wearing that made the woman go and then touch it? What has happened to our passion for the things of God? 
Because of what someone said or because of what someone did, the man was wounded by thieves. And these thieves, when we are bringing them into the Christian realms or we are bringing them into the Christian doctrines, they can be our neighbors. They can be our siblings. But because someone has done something, someone made a comment, someone said something, just because of that, you are so wounded that you do not want to take up that which God has given you. You do not want to do, you do not want to operate, you do not want to fulfill that calling that God has given you. My brother, my sister, it doesn't matter how wounded you are. That is why I asked you a question. That if I give you a wounded lion and I give you a healthy and a very strong dog, which one are you going to take? Now, I would take the wounded lion because, not because it is a lion. And so when the people see it, they will run away. But a wounded lion in the state of it being wounded, that is when it roars them all. That is when, when he sees a prey, it's roars and then it chases it. Now, a wounded lion, it doesn't matter how little or whatever little strength that is left. The wounded lion, it doesn't matter whatever little that is left. The little that it has, it will rise up and it will stand and it will operate in it. And so it doesn't matter a wounded lion if it's, it is there and then someone is coming closer to its little ones. It doesn't matter that it cannot stand and then it cannot run. It doesn't matter that it cannot stand and do anything. But the wounded lion, for the little that it has, it will stand up and it will roar and it will scare whatever person is is and to scare away whoever person it is i don't know whatever that has happened to you and i don't know who has wounded you and so for that reason you are not saying uh, and you are saying that i am not going to do uh, that way the lord has given me again uh, i don't know whoever person that has done anything to you uh, i don't know whoever person that has hurt you uh, i don't know whoever person that has said anything uh, in the church against you uh, and i don't know whatever person uh, did anything against you uh, but only if you shall rise and say, uh, I am not dead yet. Uh, only if you shall rise and say, uh, Enough is enough. Uh, no matter whatever thing uh, has happened to me, I am back uh, to whoever I was. Uh, I am back to which uh, the person that the Lord created me to be. Uh, I take up my garment. Uh, I take up my identity. Uh, I lift up the calling. Uh, and I stand up and I say, uh, That Father, oh Lord, uh, may you mend my garment. Uh, May you mend my target. I don't care whatever anybody has said. I don't care how wounded I am. But one thing I know is that Jesus came to die and his blood set me free. And his blood washed away my sins. Rabba Sadabayata. And Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians that Jesus took a data which is of the water to, to, to confound the higher heights or to confound the greater works of the world. Put your hands together and appreciate the Lord. He was wounded. His garment was stripped off. What has happened to you? What has happened to your passion? 
Clap your hands and say, any thief. Clap your hands and say, any thief positioned to save my garments, my identity, my ministry, my calling, die by fire, die by fire. Clap your hands and say, die by fire, die by fire, die by fire. In the name of Jesus. Now, one thing you need to know in life is that the enemy always comes against that which fulfills you in life. The devil. If the devil knows that when you stand before the church and you sing, God moves greatly in the midst of his people. That particular gifting is what the enemy will come against. That particular thing is what the devil will come against. And so like the man, he was on his destiny path. He was on the path going to do that which he has always been doing. And thieves arose against him. And thieves came against him. And they stripped him off his garments. They took away his clothing so that he'll be naked and then he cannot go and do whatever that he's going to do. But I pray that God will intervene and will intercede for us. I said I pray that God will intercede for you and I. That God will rise for you and I. That God will rise for you and I. And Bible says that let God arise and let all his enemies be scattered. If the Lord arises for you and I, all our enemies will be scattered. The enemy is after that which fulfills your life. And so one thing I love about this man, Job, that when Job lost his children, lost all his possessions, Job had one thing in mind. That it doesn't matter whatever that I lose. As far as I have strength. And as far as I am alive. I am not dead yet. Because Bible says that. There is life for even a tree. That is what? Cut. Only if you shall know. That. You are not dead yet. No matter whatever that happens to you. God. Can still revive you. God can still lift you up. God can still restore you. And so Job lost everything. And I am sure at that point in time, you see, Bible says that when Job lost everything, he still went back to God. How many of us? Because of a little wound, a little thing that someone said or someone did, you hit your chest and you say, "Me, say me, see, I sorry, them party and can't pardon me." May God forgive us. I said, "May God forgive us." Job, whatever that happened, he still went back to God, and he went, when he went back to God, he was singing this song that I know that I still have Jesus. I know 
that I still had Jesus. If I lose all that I may possess, I know that I still have Jesus. I know that I still have Jesus. I know that I still have Jesus. If I lose all that I may possess, I know that I still have Jesus. If only you shall know that you still have Jesus. If only you shall know that whatever thing that happens to you, you are not dead yet because there is still life for you. Because there is still hope for you. As long as you still remain a son and a daughter of God most high, there is still hope and life for you. You are not dead yet. You are not dead yet. There is still hope even when a tree is cut. Put your hands together for Jesus. Now they left him and then they went away. You see, question is that why did they leave the man? Because they thought that the man was dead. Because they saw that the man was dead. And so you see, the Levites and the priest, when they got there, when the Levites got there and he saw the man, he looked at him and he saw that the man was dead. And then he passed on. When the priest also got there, he looked at him and he thought that the man was dead. And he also passed on. But when the Samaritan got there, he looked at him and he saw life inside the man. And he saw that, no, even though the man looks motionless, but there is still life inside him. You are not getting it. You are not getting it. <laughs> you see, it will take those who can see into the future to associate with you. And so someone may see you always coming to church in one kind of shoe. And so because of that, he doesn't want to associate with you. But Bible says that eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of man. What God has his talk. Because the Levite man saw him motionless. Because the priest saw him motionless. They passed on. But when the Samaritan got there, he saw that no, this man still has life inside him. That is why I am telling you that no matter whatever happens, as far as you still have life, you are not dead yet. That man wasn't dead yet because he still had life inside him. Even though the body was motionless, but the spirit was active. I tell you this morning that beloved as a son and as a daughter of the Lord Moses, let your spirit be active. It doesn't matter whatever happens. Do not conform to the things of the flesh. A 
and do not conform to the things of the physical, but let your spirit be active. When he got there, he said, I know this man still has life. This man still has something inside him. And so the Bible says that he took him and then went to treat his wounds. You see, in life, the Levites and the priest can be associated with some people who have come across our lives. For example, you can be a lady that a man or a gentleman came into your life and the gentleman messed up your life, basa, then after that he left. Because he thought that he has gotten whatever that he wanted. And so he is supposed to leave. We, you see, Christians of these days, we, 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 we put our trust so much inside people. Sometimes when you go to church, for example, when you look at someone, you see his shoe, mirror shoe. When you see his watch, gaudy watch. When you see his jacket, Charlie, some UK jacket be like that. When you see his phone, he's using some, some iPhone 13 and then something else. And when you see the man or when you see the person, you think that he has something that he must offer me or he has something that he must give me. And so when you are going to, with, when you are going to the person, you are going with all sort of hope and with all sort of expectation. Expecting that after shaking the person, he will say, when are you going to school? Okay, tomorrow, take this 50 Ghana and then pick a, to pick a bus with it. And so, whenever we read this scripture, when we read this story, we think that the priest, because he was a priest, he is a man of God. And so he was expected to help the person. But you see, that is why I'm telling you that the priest or the, the, the man of God or whoever person didn't see into the future. It would take only those who can see how big and how mighty and how great your future is to associate with you now. We hope you were blessed by this sermon. Please do join us every Tuesdays at 6.30pm at Africa Hall Dining Hall and on Sundays 10am at the University Hall Dining Hall KNUST for service. Also, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Rosa KNUST and on Facebook at Rosa KNUST Official. God richly bless you.